Hello, word nerds. Thank you for joining me on this journey called The Dictionary. It's the only podcast in the world where I am reading the whole dictionary. Let's see if I don't die before I finish. Uh, All right, so before I forget, I have to say today, February 16th, is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. We love you, and we hope you have a very good day. But a little bit more on that at the end of the episode. Uh, it's a it's going to be a weird weekend for us at the time of recording. Well, I'm predicting it will be a weird weekend for us. I'm recording this a few days early. Anyway, let's talk about some words. Let's not talk about that right now. Um, first word is baluster. B-A-L-U-S-T-E-R. It is a noun from 1602. One, an object or vertical member as the leg of a table, a round in a chair back, or the stem of a glass, having a vase-like or turned out... Oh my god, I am screwing this up so bad. Let's try this again. An object or vertical member having a vase-like or turned outline. Uh, okay, so the part in parentheses was as the leg of a table, a round in a chair back, or the stem of a glass. Uh, so... I will have to find a picture so you can actually see what I'm talking about. Number two, an upright, often vase-shaped support for a rail. Uh, I can visualize this, but uh, yeah, let's let's find a picture. Uh, this is, let's see, what do we want? Uh, so this is from French balustra, from Italian balaustro, from balaustra, which means wild pomegranate flower. Uh, from Latin balausticum, or no, balaustium, which is from Greek balaustion, and that is from its shape. Uh, So they just made the word after its shape or something. Not very clear. Next we have balustrade, B-A-L-U-S-T-R-A-D-E. This is a noun from 1644. One, a row of balusters topped by a rail. Number two, a low parapet or barrier. And balustrated is an adjective. I hope we are all learning something for those who don't know what all this stuff is. Next we have BAM, B-A-M. It is a noun from 1772. A sudden loud noise. BAM. Often used interjectionally to indicate a sudden impact or occurrence. As in, was fine, then BAM. He lost his job. Uh, that would that would not be good to all of a sudden lose your job in an instant like that. Unexpectedly. Next we have BAM again, but it is all caps. It is an abbreviation for one, Bachelor of Applied Mathematics. Number two, Bachelor of Arts in Music. Wouldn't that be cool to say that I've got a BAM? If I had a Bachelor of Arts in Music... I could say I have a BAM. Next, we have Bambara, capital B-A-M-B-A-R-A. It is a noun from 1851. One, a member of an African people of the upper Niger. I think that's how the word is pronounced. Niger. I think that's Niger or Niger. One of those. Uh, I want to get it right. Number two, a Monday language of the Bambara people. And let's see, this is an Arabic word. It looks like Bambara, which is probably, ultimately, from the uh, Bambara word Bamana, 
which means a self-designation. That's a little bit weird. Is Bambara... An, well, it is... Yeah, it does say it's a language. Um, and so they... Anyway. So the word Bambara comes from the Bambara word Bamana. Next we have Bambino. It is a noun from 1722. One um, is... Plural, the plural is usually bambini, and it means a representation of the infant Christ. They called him uh, Bambino. Or if there were more than one Jesuses, they called it Bambini. That seems odd. Uh, all right, number two, we have the synonyms child and baby. This is an Italian word. It's a diminutive of bambo, which means child. I've only heard Bambino. I don't think I've ever actually heard the word bambo. Next, we have bamboo. It is a noun from 1586. Any of various woody or arborescent grasses, uh, skip the parentheses, of tropical and temperate regions having hollow stems, thick rhizomes, and shoots that are used for food. Also, the jointed stem of bamboo used especially for building, furniture, and utensils. Uh, and the section in parentheses says, as of the genera Bambusa, Arundinaria, and Dendrocalamus, of the subfamily Bambusoidae. That might be how it's pronounced. I don't know, but that looks like how it's pronounced. Uh, let's see. This is a, uh, comes from a Malay word, bamboo, B-A-M-B-U. Bamboo is a pretty amazing thing. Uh, I really don't know a lot about it, but I do know, I think I heard that it can grow up to like a foot in a day. Uh, that's probably given really great conditions, but it grows super fast. Uh, it's very strong. I've seen pictures of uh, in other countries, uh, you know, other than America, they will actually use it to build, uh, what's the word, um, when when they're doing construction on a building, uh, scaffolding, they'll use it to build scaffolding. Uh, and it looks like it's not very safe, but, you know, I guess they've been using it for a while, so it's, uh, and it's pretty strong, so I guess it works. Um, and yeah, they people use it a lot for a lot of different things. Uh, pandas eat it, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, very cool. Let's see... What else? I think that is it for bamboo. We are going to move on to bamboo curtain. It is two words. It is a noun, and it is often capitalized as B and C, I guess. Uh, it's from 1949, by the way. A political, military, and ideological barrier isolating an area of Eastern Asia. Uh, I guess I sort of have a general idea of what this means, but I don't have any specifics, uh, so maybe I can find out some more information. Next, we have bamboozle. It is a verb from 1703, and it looks like we only have transitive definitions. Uh, number one, to deceive by underhanded methods. Synonyms are dupe and hoodwink. Number two, to confuse, frustrate, or throw off thoroughly or completely, as in a quarterback bamboozled by an unexpected defense bamboozlement is a noun and the etymology says that the origin of this word is unknown i love those where did it come from who made it up and how did it get in the dictionary i would love to invent a word uh, shakespeare invented a lot of words i would love to make up a word that people ended up using 
uh, maybe by the end of this book, I will have invented one. All right, next we have the word ban, B-A-N. It is the first form. It is a verb from the 12th century. First, we have the transitive definitions. Number one is archaic, and we have the synonym curse. Number two, to prohibit, especially by legal means, as in ban discrimination. Um, Also, to prohibit the use, performance, or distribution of, as in ban a book. Also as in ban a pesticide. Um, I don't like the idea of banning books. I think that's very close-minded. Number three, we have the 3C definition for the word bar, B-A-R, as in banned from the U-N. Uh, Yeah, those words can kind of go hand in hand, ban and bar, depending on the context. Now we have the intransitive definition. It is archaic, and it says to utter curses or maledictions. This is Middle English from banen, which means to summon or curse, And that is from the Old English banan, uh, which means to summon. It is akin to the Old High German banan, which means to command uh, from the Latin. Well, this doesn't seem connected, but it is from the Latin fari, F-A-R-I, which means to speak uh, from the Greek phani, which means to say. And also phony, like the word phone, but I don't think that's how they pronounced it in Greek. Uh, That means sound or voice. Uh, So that is the etymology for the word ban. That was the first form. Now we are going to move on to the second form of ban. This one, though, is a noun uh, from the 14th century. One, the summoning in feudal times of the king's vassals for military service. Number two, we have the synonyms ananth... uh, Wait, I'm going to screw this up. Anathema. There's no second N. Anathema. Also the synonym excommunication. Number three, we have the synonyms malediction and curse. Number four, legal or formal uh, prohibition, as in a ban on beef exports. Number five, censure or condemnation, especially through social pressure. This is, let's see, Middle English partly from the word banan. The previous etymology didn't say partly from. Um, let's see, and partly from the Old French ban, it is of Germanic origin, akin to the Old High German banan, which means to command. So, uh, similar to what we just read. Now we have the third and final form of ban. It is a noun from 1880, uh, and it just says to see the word liu, L-E-U, in the money table. Uh, so I guess... Liu and ban are both types of money, uh, and this says it is Roman, uh, which uh, means money or coin or small coin. And let me just double check that uh, abbreviation. R-O-M is, yep, Roman or Romanian. Probably, well, hey, you know what? Could be either one. Maybe we'll find out when we get to the money table in the M's. All right, now we have... Uh, there's a lot of different ways to pronounce this. I'm just going to pronounce it Banach, space, capital B-A-N-A-C-H, second word, space. It is a noun from 1938, a complete normed vector space. No clue what that means. It is from Stefan Banach, uh, who died in 1945, and he was a Polish 
mathematician. Next, we have banal, B-A-N-A-L. It, uh, lots of ways to pronounce that one, too. Uh, it is an adjective from 1825, lacking originality, freshness, or novelty. Synonym is trite. Uh, and another synonym, you can see the word insipid. Uh, let's see, banalize is a, a transitive verb. Banali is an adverb. And let's see, this is French from Middle French of compulsory feudal service. Posse- oh, well, it means of compulsory feudal service or possessed in common or commonplace. And it is from the word ban. Um, I feel banal. And our last word for this episode is banality. It is a noun from 1861. Number one, something banal. Synonym is commonplace. Number two, the quality or state of being banal. And we are going to pick bamboo as the word of the episode because it is a very useful, fast-growing, amazing plant that uh, I hope we never... I hope we use it in a sustainable way. Um, And I think bamboo seems like one of those that um, would be the easiest or one of the easier ones to do it, to use in a sustainable way because it uh, seems to grow so prevalently and quickly. Uh, So, oh, I was going to say, all right, that's all the words. If you want to shut this off, uh, feel free. Um, But as I mentioned, today is my mom's birthday. Um, But also... Um, recently my grandma passed away. Um, it was, it was my dad's mom who passed away. Um, and, um, we are having the memorial service for her today, the 16th. Um, I'm recording this on the 11th and, um, I think I'm actually going to post a link to her obituary. Um, I'm going to backdate this. I'm going to put it actually in the episode for February 5th, uh, which is the day that she actually passed away. Uh, it's a very long, very well-written, etym- um, uh, I said etymology almost, um, it is a, a very long, very well-written um, obituary. She had a very long, amazing life, 93 years, and, um, you know, if you want to learn a little bit about my grandma, uh, you can go check out her obituary, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing family and friends at the memorial service uh, you know, it's those situations are always bittersweet, um, but uh, I, I I just want to celebrate her life. Uh, I'm going to be getting together a slideshow of photos uh, that will be playing um, from hopefully all times of her life, uh, and I've already seen some photos that I had never seen before, so that is really great. Um, so yeah, that's it. That I just want to. Give another shout out to my grandma who passed away. And um, it's weird that this memorial service is happening on my mom's birthday. Um, But she also had a a nice two-week vacation uh, that she just finished up. So, you know, she got that, I guess. Anyway, again, sorry to end on a weird note, but that's what happens when you talk about somebody passing away. On to the next episode. Thank you for listening and goodbye.